0: Hello and welcome to the OnCast. My name is As one half of the OnCast. I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Hello there. In this episode, we're talking about the latest film from Jordan Peele, Nope, starring Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer. Yes. Yes. So, it's been Kaluuya. a long time coming. What? Kaluuya. I, can, I can't say it. You can't I, get your mouth around. It, I, can't can get, you? I just can't. I, I get. Yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> I apologise because he's a great actor <laughs> and he's brilliant. and He's amazing. Um, so, yeah, I, I do apologise. Anyway um so yes we're here to talk about um the new jordan peele film it's been a long time coming yeah um, and there's been a big for some reason there was a big delay between it coming out in america and coming out here which is really odd yeah um, i don't know why that is no it came out like a month ago in the states and there's been lots of like talking about it because it's a jordan peele film so it, it yeah. you know invites a lot of um study and and discussion yeah uh but we haven't had a chance to see it so it's finally here in the uk and we we managed to go and see it um for those who don't know, Jordan Peele is the guy who did uh, Get Out, uh, and that's the main thing he's um, sort of known for. And then he followed that up with Us, um, and we covered both of those way back um, when Us first came out in 2019. So you can go and find those episodes on our archive. Um, and yeah, they are they're very interesting movies, but they're basically Jordan Peele. Um, Who's this guy? Who originally he started out as part of Key and Peel, a, um, yeah. a comedy uh, duo, and they had a you know a sketch show that ran for many years and was really funny. Um, but then he then turned his art to um, to doing these horror movies that are also sort of social commentaries. They're very usually very cutting, very politically motivated, and that was the big one. With Get Out, Get Out came out and sort of blew everyone away. Yeah. Um, as this movie very much about racism and sort of subtle racism in the guise of a horror movie and he won um best screenplay at the oscars for it for his first movie which is like unreal um and that kicked off his career and this is now film three in the in the um jordan peeler verse if you like um and he's just exploring different things going around different things us was a whole nother thing entirely and we talked about it at the time um but now we're here we're here with nope Um, And we've been seeing trailers for this for a long time as well, and we've been excited about it, and it's finally here, so what do we think of Nope?
1: I really liked it. Mm. A couple of reservations, but I really, really liked it. From like an initial surface level, I think it's wicked. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed it, thought it was brilliant, and I do think it was a little bit too long,
0: yeah, maybe. Yeah,
1: but yeah. Overall, I thought it was brilliant. We'll get into like the level of where they all sit at yeah. a different point, but yeah. Well, how about you?
0: Um, I yeah, I'm the same. I liked it, didn't love it. Okay. And I kind of I went in expecting to be blown away by it, which is probably not a good place to start. Yeah.
1: Um, it's hard to go in with hype, isn't it? Like, yeah. Because then you've got that sort of preconceived. You go in with the expectation that it's going to be the best thing, or it's going to be amazing, or it's going to be one thing or another. And then, typically, it can kind of let you down in places. Or it doesn't meet the same expectation that you had, despite the fact that it's still great. Yeah. It might not be that. But I kind of went into this being like, I have no idea. No. I've seen the trailer three times. Yeah. I know it's Jordan Peele. I know it's Daniel Kluwer. Um. And I got the idea it might have been about aliens.
0: Yes. But that's the thing, though, because part of that's part of the issue, is that you, even if the, those are the only three bits of information you have, you can still start, st- start to draw conclusions and think about yeah. it, and you, you can't help yourself to do it. So when you hear Jordan Peel doing aliens, given what we know about him and how he operates and the, the points that he has to make in terms of, or not has to make, but the points that he tends to make, you start thinking, okay, so it was going to be some sort of existential comment on humanity, really. Mm. isn't it? If you're doing a First Contact movie or something along those lines, then yeah. you're going to make some sort of sweeping sort of indictment of humans and, like, is it going to be, like, is it yeah. going to be, the, the, like, they even, they even call out to it in the movie. They go, like, is it, like, future humans coming back mm. to tell us we're ruining the planet? All this kind of stuff. And it's kind of, it's like, it's dismissed as, like, crazy conspiracy theories. But when you hear Jordan Peele doing Aliens, yeah, you do think that. You do think that he's yeah. going to make some sort of wider comment. And and essentially, as you can tell from the way I'm speaking, that's not what they do in this. No. They do something completely different. And it's not to say what they do is bad, it just wasn't what I was expecting. It wasn't what I was going in there with the expectation of. I was yeah. expecting him to make some sort of wider societal commentary. Um, and he does, he does. It
1: does. I think it's a little bit more granular yeah. than the other ones have been and i think they have so get out in particular was very in your face about it yeah and then us was less so
0: yeah us was very like it was all in the imagery in the and the, it was like a but it was like a visual sort of poem type thing it was not yeah. like, like it was less concerned There's with like the like plot.
1: a lot sort of part of it like yeah. the plot part of it was amazing i love the plot part of it i thought that was fucking brilliant um, and then this again is taking it back. I think there's a lot of politics have been pulled out of this. Do you reckon? I think so. Mm. I think,
0: but why? I think why the why wider,
1: wider breadth of representation is in there, but I don't think Jordan Peele wants to be known as particularly like a politically led director. Yeah, maybe not. Because this yeah. is this my sort of interpretation of this. As we sort of, well, we've been trying to get this recording over for a bit. We've had some tech issues, but we um, have been thinking about it over the last sort of however long. I think there's a deeper meaning in there, but I just, I don't think the deeper meaning is that deep. No. I think there is granularity to it and I think there's reference to it, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's a broad specific like like masterpiece of a painting that's then hidden under something else like like right. other the, like especially get out was hmm. then us sort of shied away from part of it and then we went into something completely new with this
0: yeah and it's interesting because like yeah the, these movies his movies are layered and and there are hmm. the multiple interpretations of them and things you get from repeat viewings so i will say that my yeah everything i say here is on the basis of having watched it one time 24 hours ago yeah, and I remember. If you, I think you can hear this, for, you know, for yourselves. If you go back and listen to our us podcast, I think that was that was that was in the days when we would literally watch the movie and then go back and record it immediately afterwards. And, record. and at that point, I remember going to us was like I wasn't sure whether I liked it or not. I didn't yeah. know if I got it or not. And then since then, having watched it several times and sort of digested it and engaged with it, I realised, oh shit, that's like amazing. Yeah. So I can I can totally see that being the case with Nope. I can see that I can once I delve into it more, rewatch it like you know getting yeah. into the whole conversation about it I'm sure there's there's more to unpack but I still feel that the central point that he's made which I think I've got isn't necessarily as impactful as the previous ones um, yeah and they, I think with, it's
1: broad maybe broader and like like I say like not I don't want to say shallow because shallow tends to be sort of perceived as bad nowadays yeah. but just because there's a sh the the, the, the the breadth of the message is wider but it's just not gone into as much depth. Yeah. And I really like this. Like the the way that it sort of put everything through and the actions that were built in that really worked. But I don't know, yeah, maybe again, like you say, maybe it's that thing where you know, we, we so we Dom and I went for dinner before we recorded and we were talking about like the, the Hollywood machine of content that is yeah. just now this huge combine harvest like, that's yeah, just well, consuming stuff and then firing out of the back. Yeah, what's
0: next? What's next? What's next? And yeah. It
1: hits you in the face and you're like, that was brilliant. Give me another one. Yeah. And you don't get a chance to sort of process it and understand it before the next thing's along.
0: But I feel like Jordan, that's and why I, think, I love him as a director, though, is that he's, yeah. he's one of the only person who puts stuff out that requires that.
1: Yeah and that's that's one of the things that I really enjoyed about this is that I know that I'm going to think about this again in 2 weeks like I'll see a trailer or an ad and I'll be like oh yeah oh fuck like this yeah. is and it's and it's a, the the
0: yeah yeah I think we're, we're talking around in circles because we can't really get into the plot so much no. until we get into spoilers um, but just the basic outline I think basically you know what the story of nope essentially revolves around um, a, a brother and sister uh, played by Daniel Kluwer and, his, and Kiki Palmer and they they run a horse uh, ranch where they train horses to uh, work on movie sets Yeah.
1: Um,
0: there's some sort of weird incident um, that happens and they're involving a death again I won't even spoil it even though there are trailers that reveal this and they then start to investigate something that may or may not be some sort of weird phenomenon that happens yeah. in there, around their house that may or may not involve a UFO yeah that's basically it. That's the plot, and the idea then becomes for them rather than trying to find, you know, track down the it, it's getting a perfect shot, so it's, it's getting proof of it becomes the the central point of the movie, yeah. the drive of the movie. Um, and to that point, like, it's fun, and there are there are interesting like back and forths. And, like it's there's an like an amazing bait and switch moment in the barn, which we'll talk yeah. about later. But there, where you think it's going down a certain route. And it's not um but you also get these um these, these interactions with like there's a local like um amusement park place yeah. run by um Stephen Young yeah um and that's like yeah it, it's like an old timey western amusement park thing that he's trying to keep based
1: running. on a show that yeah. he did in the but, 80s it's like under oh, no, like the early
0: 90s yeah so well he basically i think he he started he was like kid lucky or something. he was in some western thing
1: yeah kid but sheriff
0: the, that's right kid sheriff But then there's also this that you find out that he was on a short-lived sitcom show. And that's kind of like another little element of it, which we'll get into later. Uh, But the main thing is that he's cashing in on that nostalgia of he was in this show. And everyone comes along to to see that, Um, which, again, is part of the sort of the wider. This is a very Hollywood centric movie. It's very much about the industry. It's about like how people cash in on different parts of the industry. Like we get, there's quite early on. There's a scene where it's um, they're on set with one of the horses, yeah. and you get basically the directors and the, and the um, aps and all that coming up to them and, uh, and asking questions and, and generally not respecting the horses or the mm-hmm. the whole thing. Um, and then they get you know Kiki Palmer's character comes in does a whole pitch. While yeah. sort of selling herself and all the different stuff she does, whilst also doing a safety um, and that's briefing scene in time. the trailer as yes, well. Yes, that, that's, that's in the trailer. You've seen that. Um, but it's like, that, yeah, it's all very Hollywood. It's yeah. Hollywood, Hollywood, Hollywood. And so I think there's a little bit of um, it's kind of Jordan Peele reflecting the world in which he lives now, I guess, in a certain way. Yeah.
1: And that, 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 one of the things that I liked about it was that it took this sort of familial. For, familiar part of Hollywood that we're all used to seeing which is a set and people standing around and people shouting and being rude and being nasty to the talent or to not necessarily the talent because like there's one person in there that's the star and everybody falls around her yeah but then they treat everybody else like shit yeah and then yeah there's like the familial side of things as well so there's the family aspect there's the the wider aspect there's the changes the 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 way that the world's moving and people are less reliant on like traditions and going back so there's so much weaved into it which i love because jordan peele's such an intricate storyteller especially with this is that everybody has like their own part to play yeah
0: and everything that everything's like every line is purposeful every bit of set decoration and and every character is there for a reason.
1: Yeah. And it was... There was a lot of stuff in there that I was really interested by and... But there are a few parts... um, Yeah. Going back to what I was saying, I think it's a little bit too long Mm. because it starts to lose... I think this is a part of it. It's a bit too long and it starts to lose a little bit of the messaging. Yeah. That's in there because there's a focus, there's a grander focus on, ironically, getting these huge shots, yeah, and these like really vast vistas and everything in sh- everything in view, and the- so it starts to lose some of the tension, yeah. And I wonder if the tension in the mm. in the first two thirds of the film mm. are unbelievable, yeah. Like there is a particular scene when they're in the house, yeah where my stomach was upside down and I really didn't know what was going on like from what had happened before and the way that it, it, it manipulates there's there's like a manipulation of not necessarily to do from the visually there's like a manipulation of weather and how mm. things are meant to look and things sound and things are happening in different ways and it becomes this really frightening experience mm. and that's one of the the things that you know we're looking at like hitchcock carpenter peel yeah in terms of like these amazing like horror directors these people who truly truly understand like horror Mm. um so when you look at like hitchcock's like the the master of tension and storytelling and suspense and that but you are looking at that with jordan peele as well and he's got clear influences from carpenter and hitchcock as well but like I say, yeah, it's just it starts to sort of untether a little bit, yeah. As it gets towards the end, and it starts to sort of layer in a bit more of the messaging, and you're like, okay, well, that was ten minutes ago, yeah,
0: yeah. And, and, it, and it's
1: only that it loses steam a little bit. But I mean,
0: there are some stuff in in the final act just from a pure like filmmaking, and it's ironic because it's like a spectacle, which is the big yeah. word that they keep coming back to, and that's what like the central thesis of it is. But there are some like epic shit like there's one particular moment where there's a sort of a chase, if you like yeah um, and, I, and it really struck me the music that they use at that point mm. um it's yeah I won't, it won 't spoil exactly the circumstances, but it involves Daniel Kluwer on a horse, yeah and it basically it Again, led, you've seen it in the trailer so. yeah exactly, but it's basically they use this sound that it doesn't fit with the rest of the score, but it's like this um it's like an old western sort yeah. of the, like heroic western theme as he's like charging down is like that's clearly what they're alluding to and like yeah. that's what they want you to be thinking of yeah and so it's stuff like that and then again there has a similar moment with a with a motorbike um yeah. where he does, he does he does an akira slide um which i know he's because <laughs> at one point he was going to do that wasn't he second at one point he was going to do akira so yeah, he, uses the, he uses the opportunity to do an Akira slide, Yeah. like a perfectly that was rico- which is fucking like, wicked, absolutely
1: amazing. So, man. like,
0: even though I'm, I know exactly what you mean in terms of it losing steam a little bit, it does have that sort of Hollywood sort of spectacle stuff. But but I also feel like in putting that in, is he not like, is he not contradicting himself a little bit in terms of the spectacle? Because if, if the point of it is that we shouldn't be looking for, don't look. Don't you know? Don't look at the thing because, like, looking at the thing makes it you know a spectacle. Once you make it a spectacle, you turn it into a monster or whatever it happens to be. Yeah. If that's the central thesis, why create these like amazing spectacles? Yeah. Why show like why show us what he then shows us? Yeah. Because I feel like and I, that, we'll get to that yeah. in the
1: spoiler territory because it's. I feel like we yeah. I think over like overall the film is very 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 good yeah. I think yeah, like I said, it's a little bit too long. And the messaging can be a little bit buried, but sometimes, like I was saying to you the other day, like, you know, I'm trying to find stuff that's just stuff to just put on now. Mm. Because, I, I like, I get to a point sometimes where I'm like, I really don't want to pick this apart. And like no. something I don't want to see something that's deliberately obtuse. Like, I want to watch something. Sometimes I want to watch fucking Sons of Anarchy because yeah. they explain at every point and down the camera about what's happening next for like four minutes so you understand what's happening over the next three episodes because yeah. you're like okay because i need to remember this next week yeah but then like essentially i watched that uh, mad god mm. which is like a feature-length animated spectacle of stop-motion animation and hybridization of stuff and that's all like you kind of get it from what's all there, but it's the the, the spectacle is the message, sort of
0: thing, and yeah, it's,
1: and it's amazing. And then, but sometimes you just want to watch people shooting guns and riding horses. You know? Oh yeah,
0: and then but there's a bit of that. But I think like going into a Jordan Peele film, we know that's not what yeah. we're getting. We we're, yeah. we know we're going into something that's yeah. we want to then digest and and, and a, that's that's
1: that finding that balance because it's a little bit buried. Yeah, in this one, like you were saying, it's a bit harder to find.
0: Yeah, well, and I think, like, even though it, it is a little bit harder to find, well, I don't know if it even is harder to find. I think it becomes fairly obvious when with the choice of you know using the word spectacle in the way that he yeah. does. It's like, it's a it's a very deliberate ch- word, and it almost yeah. feels out of place in certain places. Like when Stephen Young says it at one point in front of a crowd of people, yeah. it feel it doesn't it feels like a bit of a sore thumb that use of the word. You will see something that is a true spectacle i'm like yeah. that's a weird thing to say yeah so i feel like it's not necessarily that it's a difficult message to find i just feel like the message that it is isn't as confronting as the previous two messages have but they're not as yeah. like they don't make you walk away going oh fuck have i ever done that or like yeah. join. or that like, you don't you don't ever sort of question like because it's not about people's relationships with each other and society as much no in, in like the last two were Um, But anyway, we're we're talking around it. Yeah, we're talking around it. it. I think we've got to get into spoilers to really get into this one. So if you're a fan of Jordan Peele or you like the previous two movies, I would definitely say check this one out. Um, It is an experience. Be prepared that, as Tom said, I think there is a bit of a pacing issue with it and it Mm. does feel a bit of a slow burn at times. But it's worth experiencing and and going to Just because it's unique, there's nothing else quite like it that you'll see this year. I can almost guarantee that.
1: Um,
0: So on that basis alone, it's worth checking out. Um, but yeah, let's get into spoilers so we can talk about it properly.
1: Yeah, so, spoily, spoilery, 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 spoil
0: spoilery. Yeah, so,
1: is it about platforming or is it about the capitalization of like that pursuit of
0: fame. I don't know. Cause I don't know if that fame isn't necessarily it, because I don't think there's any, there's no one in the film who is like seeking fame, but like fame isn't the thing that they're after. Well, it's so, not, it's not, the,
1: it's not, the, yeah, not so much the fame actually. Yeah, you're right. I think it's that what are they by seeking that shot? Mm. What are they, the Oprah shot? Yeah. Which they keep referring back to. And they're like the impossible shot, the Oprah shot, the, and it becomes about this one shot.
0: Mm. What is that? Yeah, well, I think what's interesting to me is that they they get very focused on on that. On right, like, we need to get the Oprah shot. We need to get mm. the proof, and that becomes the whole thing because the inciting incident at the beginning of the movie, and this is now we can talk about spoilers, yeah. is that a bunch of stuff falls out of the sky and kills their dad. Yeah. So uh, basically, just a bunch of metal stuff rains down from the sky, and because of the height that it's dropped from, a metal coin, a quarter, goes through the guy's head and kills him.
1: Yeah, into his skull. And that's it.
0: And so that's when they then start investigating, you know, and Daniel Lewis was like, because the official story is that it was a bunch of stuff that came out of a plane. Yeah. It was a private plane, and it was was like, that's, uh, that's bullshit. I don't believe that. Let's really get into it. But then what gets me about it is that. Because at first, when they when they were first setting them up as the, as the two characters, they're two, obviously two completely different people. Like he's very yeah. very stoic, very quiet. She's very flamboyant and very fucking like showbiz. Yeah, and I thought they were going to go down the route of something like it was about you know dealing with their grief of they've lost their dad, yeah. but they kind of never mentioned the dad ever again. Like he, no. gets, he keeps coming back in flashbacks, but he comes back in flashbacks and all, all he's there to do is impart more knowledge about how to wrangle yeah. animals. So I thought they were going to go down the route of like Daniel Kalua's character, OJ wants to go after the thing because it's the thing that killed their dad. Yeah. And he wants that. He wants to get it and tame it or whatever. Yeah. And that's his motivation. Her motivation is to get the Oprah shot because she wants fame and that could then potentially cause some sort of conflict between the two of them yeah. because they're doing it for different reasons but they didn't do that they were just like they were both focused on getting the shot that seemed to be what they cared about like yeah. you never really no one, I do think you know what I mean? that's
1: a good thing because it's I think if that we we, we we've seen that film over and over again we've seen that that so. you know it's the western of you know the dad dies someone wants to keep the ranch someone wants to sell it yeah. You know, and there's the wealthy landowner, because there is, there's the wealthy landowner up the road that wants to buy it. And she's like, uh, early on, you're led to believe that that's where it's going to go. Doing, yeah. And that it completely pulls the rug out from underneath you by going, yeah, it's an alien. Or yeah, it's a UFO, hmm. but it's not a UFO, technically a UFO. Hmm. It's a fucking alien. Yeah. And it's not just an alien, it's a predator. Yeah. Like, and we don't mean the predator from what we were talking about last week. No. It's not a Yorkshire or whatever they're called, but it's a, it's it's they are prey, and everything else around them is prey for this predatory
0: yeah. alien. Yeah, to I just, consume. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I just think I I think the thing that one of the things that it was missing for me was basically some sort of human on human conflict. There wasn't really any. No. Everyone was on board with one another. Do you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. again, comparing it to the previous movies, I. Get Out is Chris versus the Armitages, and that's what it turns out, that's what it ends yeah. up being at the end. Yeah. It's like, you've got all these themes of racism and like and how he's treated and how he has to just roll his eyes, up. but at the end of it, it comes down to a confrontation between him and them, and it's a physical one, and it's violent because Jordan Peele when he does violence. Like, yeah. And then in Us, it's taken to an even further extent, you've got these doppelgangers of everybody yeah. coming and taking from them, and it's like the haves and the have-nots and the underclass taking back what's theirs and yeah. all this... Whereas in this one, it's just like, there's a bunch of people, and there's a thing in the sky, and the thing in the sky is the antagonist. But on the ground, there's no conflict between any of the people, really. I mean, the closest they get is maybe, like, say, the landowner. Yeah. But even that is like, he turns up one day, and, and like, they've stolen the plastic horse. Yeah. And there's, there's almost confrontation, but then they wave him off, and it's yeah. fine. It's like, the, do you know what I mean? There's no... That, yeah, and like,
1: again, I like that, because I like that subversion of what you would expect yeah you're led to believe that you're going to get into this thing and they're like okay this is what's going to happen now and you're constantly having everything pulled out from underneath you yeah you start where you start to think it's going to go is not no so every time you see a green light go on the right path you're pulled to the left yeah you know and you you sort of go oh okay no now we're doing something completely different like, i don't know what the fuck's happening here yeah now. oh now we're talking about getting a shot of this thing and then, but we're not trying to understand it, but how are we going to do that? Are we going to try and train it so mm. we can train it, so we can break it, so we can get a good shot, the the right shot of it. So we're teaching using the lessons that our father taught us mm. about how to break in a horse and get it to do what you want so that we can get this to do what we want so we can get the Oprah shot. Yeah,
0: but that's what I mean. Like Again, I don't know if there was a... Because I feel like what they're, what they were trying to get at is that this is what what they do in terms of manipulating animals because that was the the big sort of not twist, but the big sort of thing that you get in the middle of the movie is that this thing that we all thought was a spaceship or a craft because mm. it kind of looks like a conventional uFO mm. is in fact an animal it is yeah. like a, a a animal that flies and it it can hide in clay. it's a very advanced weird looking thing, mm-hmm. and you do get a full like shot of it later oh, on yeah. where you understand exactly what it looks like. But it, yeah, it's an animal and it and it feeds like an animal and all the rest of it. But then the point that they're trying to make in terms of like, you know, because they have this whole um parallel all the way through with Gordy's Home, which is this, yeah. um this sitcom that Stephen Young's character was in and basically the, the premise was that at some point during the filming of that season, the uh, chimp who was like the star of the show yeah. went mad and... Or one of the... Yeah. Um, and killed people on set or yeah. or just literally and they like be- and literally rip someone's face off and there was and they that's the opening shot of the movie is you mm. see that and then later on it comes back and you see more of a flashback of it and it's like okay so you feel like what you're showing us is the consequences of of putting these animals in like situations where they're going to you know and and, yeah. and look how bad that is yeah. for us to be doing that but then at the end of the movie they do the same thing to the creature the creature dies Yeah, and there doesn't seem to be, there's no consequences. Like there's no, there's no conf- Like they're still, do you know what I mean? There's, it's like, yeah, that thing you did was bad. And then you do it again. Yeah. End of film. I'm like, yeah. huh? Do you know what I mean? I feel like it's, cause that, that's why like th- in the early stages of the movie, I thought it was going to be like aliens or something like call, mm. calling them on their bullshit in terms of don't exploit animals who don't know any better yeah. for the purposes of your entertainment yeah fuck, fuck you sort of thing yeah but and that's kind of the point they make but then th- at the end of it but i don't i don't they're not like heroic characters in a way they, they they manipulate this thing into doing what they want it to do just like they do with their horses yeah and then they kill it yeah yay but that, like, you know what I mean, like yeah
1: and then but it becomes about this like constantly everyone trying to get the shot mm. because they get the shot in the end yeah and the last shot of the film is the shot that yeah. they get of this thing, doing its big. Well, it looks like a butterfly.
0: Yeah, so it's well, it gone. Looks, it looks it's like gone. things, like yeah. that, I'll, I'll give them that as well. That is a very unique. I've never seen anything quite yeah. like that in terms of design. Yeah. Um,
1: and it, because it is truly, truly alien. Like, yeah. there are parts of it when it looks like a flying saucer, but you see that it's like almost folded up. Yeah. So you can see when it moves in a certain way, it like flutters like a sail, and then, yeah. and then the other side, other times
0: it looks completely rigid. But I do feel like, I feel like he kind of, again, he he, he contradicts himself in that because like, there's a great moment um, towards the back end when it's basically it's Kiki Palmer and she's walking down towards trying to get to the uh, the motorbike yeah. to get the fuck out of there. And you can see in the background over her shoulder. This thing transforming in from yeah. out of its saucer form into the bigger, th- and it's like we as the audience I'm like trying to crane round, not look at her and look at it, but yeah. she's been taught, don't look at it, don't look don't at it, don't look at it like that, don't honest. look at it. So because the, all the way through is like Daniel is like, if you, I don't think it attacks you if you don't stare at it, but we can't yeah. help but stare at it because that's what we do. Yeah, because it's the, spe- it's the spe- because spectacle. it is a massive spectacle. Because yeah, but like. Yeah, she's doing that, and then we, the audience, all we want to do is look at it, and I feel like it would have been more effective if we'd never seen it. If we, if, like, Jordan doesn't let us see it. Yeah. Like, the the shots that we get, like, when they're aerial shots, whereas, like, the the characters on the ground can't be filming this, they're not getting that shot. Yeah. So how are we getting it? I feel like we should have only seen it from their point of view, and if it means that, we only ever get that shot that comes out of the... um,
1: Oh uh, yeah, maybe
0: maybe that's it. Because at the moment we're like there are moments towards the end where it's literally like we're in the clouds and we're watching this thing about to eat the big blow up cowboy. It's like, yeah, how are you seeing that? Yeah, we're seeing it because Jordan Peele wants us to see the spectacle. But it's like, well, if you want us to see the spectacle, we're all here at the cinema going, oh, is that not the, exactly the opposite of what you're telling us we shouldn't be doing? Yeah, like I, I don't like, like the
1: I don't know whether it's. Yeah, because it is, like you say, like that spectacle and the observational sort of part of it. But it was the point when they're like, they're looking at one another and they're like, they look at it and it looks at them and it starts to do its like aggressive flashing thing. Mm. And then it goes to Kiki, it goes to Daniel, it goes to Kiki, it goes to Daniel, she goes off and does her thing and it starts to chase her. And then, but then she's desperate to get this shot whilst it's coming across the the balloon mm. and for me that kind of had its because I don't think I don't think in there's no way that that symmetry is accidental no of course not because it looks like a balloon the way that it moves around it looks like like a you know a foil starship sort of thing and and for that to be the, 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 the incident that kills it is consuming it's a version of itself mm or a smaller version of itself, it, it it attacks it and then blows up. Yeah. Killing both. I think, like, them seeing the spectacle is one... I don't know whether, whether there's, like, a twin sub-narrative in there, mm. which could be right because they're, they're brother and sister. So there's, like, twin perspectives there as well. So there's two different perspectives about the same thing. Yeah. And, like, the way that she does things is very different to his things, but they're always there, really there for the same goal, and they are supporting one another. Yeah. And I don't know whether that's part of it, but visually from a spectacle, from a filmic perspective, it's brilliant. I think it gets a bit muddled in the subtext. Yeah. I was, there's a point that I was thinking about it. That was all about like platforming for people. It's like Mm. the observation of like we were saying, like the Donald Trumps and some more of like the more controversial social media sensations that by, when you give them that platform, when you talk about them, you give them that ability. So by staring, you're giving it that energy that yeah. it's going to consume you in the way that it. So, I was uh, I read a book um, recently called Red Pill that's yeah. about um, there's a fictional it's, it's a fiction, but it's about a guy who becomes consumed by this messaging that he starts coming across in like a certain TV show and then he starts looking into more things and he starts realizing, mm-hmm. starts getting caught up in the world of like the outright um. And it's similar to that. It's like talking about like having that platform allows that person to become more powerful. Mm. And he was saying and like seeing it in this film, that's what I projected onto it is that there is that observation that every time they do and when they finally catch it in like the bright light of day, Mm. they realize how big and how violent and how scary and rough and dangerous it is whilst everybody's looking at it, everybody's in danger.
0: Yeah.
1: And then it gets to that final point that the only thing that consume it is the same thing that's coming along that's very similar and it self-destructs.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But then there's that capture message is it, that because there's the whole point, there's a whole part that there's, you know, the award-winning cinematographer that's there. There's the guy from TMZ. Like that, yeah. and especially the thing with the, the, the TMZ thing was my least favourite part of the film. Yeah,
0: that felt really on the note. That was, that was the closest it came to really shoving it down your throat. Yeah, It was the bit where basically this TMZ guy who turns up because basically at that point in the movie it's become like there's a story around it because mm. a whole group of people disappeared. No one knows what yeah. happened to them. So suddenly it's a new story. Mm. So I'm like, right, okay. Fine. And then this guy, this TMZ guy, and they just call him, oh, shit, it's TMZ. And he yeah, like he's out. not literally from TMZ, but he just... They just call him that, yeah. yeah. Um, but whatever, for whatever reason, he has a crash on his bike and Daniel goes to save him. And his initial that he just goes, why aren't you filming? Why aren't you filming this? Where's my phone? Where's my where's my camera? Where's my camera? Yeah, this.
1: film this. Film. Use mine if you want. Use mine. Yeah, film this.
0: Film this. Otherwise, you'll get nothing. I'm like, why? I I get the point that you're making, but yeah. that's a bit heavy handed. It's like yeah. that was where it felt a bit like, right, we get it. Like, yeah.
1: And um, that's that's where I think that the messaging gets a bit muddled, mm. because like without sort of sitting down next to Jordan Peel and going. Is that what I think it is? Yeah. And him going, yep. It's going to be a bit more confusing. And it's great to pick it apart because like me seeing it from, so as I don't know what you guys know, I don't know how much we've spoken about this on the podcast before, but what I do day to day is social media. So I see all this stuff on a daily basis and I understand about, you know, the, the platforming arguments and that's the conversations that I have to have with like my clients and people I work with on a daily basis. And it's the way that I have to read the news. Hmm. So maybe I'm projecting a lot into that.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Cause it's like, yeah. Cause I feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to engage with the whole sort of conversations around it and stuff. And people are talking about, you know, you can make allusions to our obsession with spectacle and our way, the way we consume like news media, so yeah. things like the January sixth attacks, yeah. that became all about that. Oh my God, are you seeing this? Look, and everyone yeah. was watching these um, ama- what yeah. were visually ex- spectacular scenes. Even though there were real people who were like in danger and, and people who died on that day, people were obsessed with the spectacle. And we still are watching the footage of it, and it's still being a, a big yeah the spectacle, the spectacle, the spectacle.
1: And but it's also like when you look at sort of. The George Floyd
0: yes yeah, yeah.
1: murders. When you look, or the George Floyd murder, and you look at all this, everything's being put on film now. Yeah, so everyone's desperate for it to be on film. The first thing you do when you see something now, somebody pulls their phone out.
0: You um, earlier today, I believe, were attacked by a huge swarm of wasps. I was. Did you get your phone out and take a photo of it? There you go. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So I get, I get that. I get his pop, but I feel like he kind of shoots himself in the foot a little bit by making it about an alien because like i feel like that's fair enough i feel like if we saw a fucking alien in the sky i feel like we should be let off the hook for wanting to look at the fucking thing do you know what i mean so i feel like if he's making a point about how we shouldn't look at horrific things that because they are that someone's real life and and we're obsessed with spectacle and all the rest of it yeah that's a valid point to make i don't think that you can make that with a fucking alien yeah (laughs) and it's making a
1: similar point to when we're going back to like hitchcock for example like rear window for example like rear window is a, a point of a guy sitting there behind a camera like being nosy and not really doing what he should be doing yeah and then uncovers this conspiracy yeah and then but then and then it's like so he was right
0: to be to be know he been
1: through people 's windows, and it's like that questionable mm. morality is that not every good guy is a good guy no like and not everybody's motivations are pure
0: no I think yeah as a, and as a counter to that like when i I alluded to it earlier that I feel like the this whole idea of um uh, a culture that is obsessed with getting there first shoving the camera in front of it, and that tmz thing mm. there's a, mu- there's a better movie that made that point well not a better movie, but a point that made that mo that point better. And that is Nightcrawler with Jaden Hall. Yeah, that is like yeah, it's TMZ. He's an ambulance chaser. He's turning up at the scene of a tragedy when someone's yeah. died and trying to film it as quickly as he can so he can get it on the news. Yeah. I feel like that makes that this that particular point better than yeah. Nope does because Nope it's a fucking alien. Of course we're going to look at it. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know what I mean, like-
1: yeah. And then that's the thing. It's like the yeah. I don't know. He's, like we could sit here and pick this apart for hours. We could. Know? It's yeah. like. And we're probably going to continue off air, but you don't want to hear us continually no. going on it for hours and um, hours and hours. But and hours. the
0: point is, yeah, it's an amazingly well-made film. I do feel the performances were great. I feel like Daniel Kaluuya, he was very understated. Like, I've, I've yeah. come to expect a certain level of gravitas from him, and I'm, I appreciate that this was a much mo- much more modulated um, performance from him. I thought Kiki Palmer was fucking brilliant, and I can't wait She's to see amazing. more of her.
1: I don't know who the guy that played Angel was. No, he like, was good, though. He was really, really good as well. He, but... Going back to Kaluya, like mm. that performance was was great because you don't see like those performances are typically relegated to like the the John Waynes and the Clint Eastwoods of the Charles Bronsons or like the sixties, fifties, sixties, and seventies movies where they're like the strong, silent, swaggering type, yeah. and they're like, I've got a job to do i got to get up and I've got to feed the horses. I've got to do what i got to do. And yeah. he's doing that. Yeah. But at the same time, there are points in that when he looks out of the van and goes, Nope. Nope.
0: <laughs> yeah. I do like that. It's like, just, they, they, there's no better explanation for the title Nope than, than moments like that. Yeah. There are, he does it and Kiki does it a couple of times where they just go, Nah, uh uh-uh. uh, nope. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and it. That, that's that the only that's, reason why it's called Nope. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then there's that subversion of that again because. There's that, like, the joke in Scary Movie, like, which did it really well. When they talk about, in films, and Eddie Murphy in Raw, like, when they get stuff like, films like Poltergeist and fucking House on Haunted Hill and, like, The Haunting of Bly Manor, there's white people move in and they're just like, huh, the windows are bleeding. Maybe we should move out. Yeah. Like like they're like oh well we let's sleep on it. Yeah. And that's where all this stuff comes from is, is is like the stubbornness to move on and that's why everybody dies. But then Eddie Murphy makes the point of it where it's like get out. Okay, we don't all need right, to leave we'll... it. We're going to leave though. It's yep. it's you know it's a shame but we're going to leave. We're going to move on. Yeah. And the lady in Scary Movie makes the same point is that historically <laughs> There is the point when it's the white people like walking into the house and being like, Did you hear that mysterious sound in that house? I'm the white savior, so I'm going to go in and save that. Oh no, I'm dead. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then it's become again, and then it's become that sort of trope within itself where the historically or typically, or less typically, the black characters are like, No, no, let's just go. Because people, because we get killed, like black people get killed by the police. So I'm not going to that fucking house, mm. where anything's going to kill me. Yeah, but I'm that, just going to move on.
0: But that's the thing, like, yeah, again, like, and you think about now because you you think about that kind of uh, mentality yeah, in terms of Jordan Peele films. Like the most terrifying moment in Get Out isn't any of the fucking body horror shit no. or anything like that. It's the moment when the police car turns up at the end and Chris is there yeah. over the body of of well everybody. Yeah and that, your heart is in your throat because it's just a, a police car turning up. And yeah. you know, everything in that movie has set you up for that moment. Yeah. And do you know what I mean? There wasn't really, I didn't quite get a moment like that in this. Like there were some great little like horror things where, but they were very traditional horror things. So like yeah. the, there was a the, the really good moment with, the, um, with what you think are aliens in the barn. Yeah and it's just like something starts moving and the way it's all unfurled out of the out of the shadows yeah. and it starts moving towards him and you think what the fuck is that Yeah um and it turns out it was a total bait and switch it was just the kids from the place down the road from the right, wearing in costume wearing these little stupid like cuz the, the minute you see it and you go Wait a minute, that's not that's not real. That's not what the aliens are actually. <laughs> and then gonna, he hits it. And he punches it. <laughs> so you go. Is that actually what the aliens are going to look like in this movie? you yeah. Wait a minute. And then yeah, it all falls apart very quickly. But like he built the tension up to there, and it's really yeah. cool that like he did things like put that in the trailer. Like that was in the trailer, uh, okay. and then there were also things like there was the shot of um, Gordy putting his hand through the um, to do the fist bump. Uh, that okay. shot was in yeah. the trailer, so people were like putting things together and going. Oh, is he going to be? And then the, the shot of the woman with the, whose face got peeled off, and like, yeah. people are going, "Oh, I like the aliens like abducting horses, and making weird like human horse hybrids." Is that what he's doing? Is that what? Look, Jordan Peele's, uh, no, Jordan peels, no, none of that. <laughs> but also, that's another point, though. Actually, with the, the woman, internet's
1: fucking stupid sometimes. With right? the
0: woman with her face peeled off yeah. again, I feel like he's that's another instance where he might be contradicting himself a little bit because what is the point of putting her in that in that movie in that shot if not for the spectacle of it? Yeah. That's it.
1: But then it's, that's the thing. It's like understanding the, understanding the outcome of the exploitation of something. Yeah. So we see the ex, the, the result of the exploitation of the chimp was people dying. Yeah. Which we saw two people killed. Um, or at least we expected them to be killed. Um, and then, because that would that was, pretty shocking in and of itself it was only very very sparsely seen but then you get like the horrific outcome of that and you see what's happened to that girl Mm. and like where Stephen yun was the only person that came out of it relatively unscathed yeah you see the young girl and like his first crush and she's in the audience you know oh that's a bit inappropriate and then you see her and you go okay like there's a reason that he's sort
0: of said that but that's i mean that's nothing because like you could have he was great in this as well by the way he only had a couple of scenes but i thought he was brilliant but i think that they could have done down the route of like because there was this moment where he has this extended flashback and you can see he's thinking about it yeah and it's like they don't really into him being traumatized or anything by what happened no it's just now he's just turned it into a commodity and oh yeah i've got a big like i've got a a room full of all the gordy's home stuff and i a dutch couple once paid me a hundred grand to spend the night in here and all this sort of stuff and I kind of thought that, like, they ju- they do this big reveal of what he's planning on doing with the aliens and the mm. halls, but I feel that they could have done something where it was like, he didn't want to do that, or he doesn't like, ex- the idea of exploiting an animal for entertainment purposes, he would have a lot of fucking hang-ups about, yeah. because of his past, and maybe, like, his yeah. wife pressured him into doing it.
1: But he doesn't, he's completely But there's none of that, yeah, so I'm but like, Also. what's that about? It's not, but also that, again, is reflected in um. O.J., Mm. in the way that they do it because they lost their dad to this thing yeah so when like daniel and kiki's characters are both going well we need to get the oprah shot yeah they forget that this thing killed their, killed dad. their dad Yeah, and
0: they don't seem to ever talk about it ever again and like yeah it's just yeah there there are some the whole and then the other thing it's sort all of, it raises questions like if the whole incident was written off as a, a, a stuff that fell out of a plane where's the plane mm. what plane like, does that mean like are there some sort of like who Made they that. say
1: because one of the things I noticed that they say oh one story is that it could have been stuff that fell from the plane, hmm. and then that's why like TMZ guys turned up because then he's he's like talking about what happened at the ranch, not the ranch, the, yeah the ranch hmm. or the theme park, and he's like oh you don't believe the flood story do you? Oh yeah, the flash, and, like, and the flash flood story, and like is, like pointing a camera, yeah, and. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's a lot in there. There's, so like, the... the. I don't know how to sound this without sounding really wanky. Or like it... Like, like fucking nonsense. But, like, the parallels aren't so parallel.
0: No, I know what you mean, yeah. So there
1: are reflections. There are, like... There are images and reflections of what happened in there. And the reason... And when they start to... When they actually give up on the... The, the hunt for the shot or the exploitation part of it that's when it happens yeah and it happens organically or you can't plan the thing you just have to take what opportunity you can to get the shot or do the thing when you can yeah I, I do but does it become more metatextual or what but
0: I do wonder like there are some like there are some characters where like you say all, all the characters have their own arts and stuff but I wasn't quite sure what the point that he was trying to make with this cinematographer guy yeah yeah because he he sort of sacrifices himself to get the shot, but then yeah. the shot gets destroyed because he gets his camera. doesn't matter, because he got the shot. If no one ever if no one ever sees it, does it even happen? It's like, what's, but, the, what's, was the, that, what's yeah. the sound of one hand clapping, Tom? If a tree falls
1: in the woods, is the bear shit on it or something? <laughs> like, if the, does the Pope fuck a bear in the woods? I don't know. On a Sunday. I, I don't know. Does it happen on a Sunday, or does it happen in the Vatican? Like, are there woods in the Vatican? No, probably not, but um but yeah that's the, like, oh, i thought that that bit came to me because he was like it's the golden hour yeah and it's like right so he wants to get a shot at the golden hour. he's got your shot yeah but now he's getting his was well, like and do it's one the, for him one, to, one it's for like, me he's like do yeah. 10 for them one for me yeah and he was like so this is my one this is the one for me and he's like he's done all those shots mm. on the on the other cameras and he's like that's the, that's the one for them this is the one for me yeah so I think that was his thing and it's less and for him it's about the art because you know when you look at what he's doing he's watching these predators yeah eat and kill and like attack and predate
0: yeah it's like it's interesting when he sets himself up. He sets himself up like a nature photographer, yeah. where he's like he's camouflaged so they can't see him. Because he, yeah. just, he just wants to capture something in its truest form and not. Yeah. So there's a certain there's something to be said for that, but again, that's a whole other route they could have gone down, which they yeah. didn't.
1: But then it, again, you know, is it is it more about surveillance? Mm. You know, are we talking more about like everything being surveilled and by constantly exposing ourselves to surveillance or being in that position of being surveilled all the time? Is that is that dangerous? because if we are being watched, what's going to happen? What is, is, is the oversaturation of surveillance going to make people commit a crime because they're presumed to, you know, like, Mm. you know, when people pull out a phone, when they like pretend to phone someone, because they think that something's going on and the, um, uh, like they say in stuff, like in get out, for example, when they say about, Oh, you know, people have crossed the street because I, you know, I'm walking down the road and someone crosses the street. Or I do this, and somebody does that, and this happens because of this, and this is because I'm... You know, people have mm. got those presuppositions because I'm black, but they already think that I'm guilty. Is that a thing in there? Is that is that... But are we reading too much into it? Are we not?
0: I don't know. Well, that's the thing. Jordan Peele wants us to read into his films. That's yeah. what he does. I like that. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm certain that on repeat viewings there'll be more to unpack. Um, and, yeah, yeah. I, that's... I, Uh, That's why I love what he does. Regardless of whether I didn't think this necessarily was on the same level at the moment, I don't think it's on the same level with the other two. Um, But that that could change. Um, But even if that's the case, I still can't wait to go and see the next one. I don't Mm. care what it like. Bring it on. Um, Like I say, and that's and then that maybe you're right. Maybe he's trying to start to steer away from that. He doesn't want to be known as the political guy, so he wants to try and make more traditional movies in that sense. And I would still love to see him start do the whole now that he sort of established himself it'd be great to start him doing that kind of one for them one for me rhythm yeah like i would like to see him go right okay because clearly the guy knows cinema and knows how to so give him and like things like obviously he um took charge of the twilight zone um tv series and like oversaw that whole thing it's like yeah give him like uh, keys to the kingdom and see what he can do and then if he yeah. does one of that and then can go and make an original yeah Jordan Peele script and that's the thing, Just... like,
1: I want to see I want to see more from him but I don't want to see I don't want the Marvel effect to be there no like when you're seeing with like they're like right you've got six months to finish this no because we've already got a date in place and we're not moving it
0: no but there, I think mean, there is that I think he's like Universal, I like think he he's a prestige filmmaker for yeah. them, and that's, well, that's what I want. Like,
1: I want it to be more like that. I want it to be like four years time we get the next Jordan Peele film, yeah, and it's fucking remake of Strangers on a Train.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. If, if he does things like, oh yeah, take existing properties, so like, I'm just thinking i just I'm trying to think of something. I looked over and I saw the uh, Stephen King. Yeah, Just give him like any Stephen King adaptation yeah. that hasn't been already done or is due for a decent remake or whatever and just let Jordan Peele direct it. You like, pfft, yeah, shut up and take my money. Do
1: yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like I was thinking about something the other day that would have worked perfect. I can't remember what it is now. But like seeing like a, like a deconstructed, a more deconstructed version of something that gives you a bit more insight into how fucking weird things are. Yeah. You know, like a Jordan, Jordan, like a Jordan Peele film about fucking finance. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Because you're just like, or or the nature of politics in a certain way, like getting Mm. to remake the, like they, like they live
0: Mm.
1: or something like that. But yeah, I think like this in, and the fact that we're already like, yeah, we want to see him do another thing. Because what he did here was amazing. What yeah. he's done before is amazing. What he did, like, and it's just strip it back and do something a little bit more social, yeah. Maybe, like or, say, or go even fucking further and make him do Avatar Nine,
0: yeah. Like I say, I feel like th- this could have benefited from drawing more parallels to some sort of more societal issues in terms of the whole spectacle mm-hmm. element of it, or making a spectacle of yourself to get more views. Like if there'd yeah. been, like, because I think I re- didn't
1: think they said something um I think they said something that he
0: was going to be less political he might have made that point yeah I don't know um but it's a case of yeah I feel like I think one of the things with this is that with the other previous movies is like he makes a point and then someone yeah someone has their comeuppance if you like yeah as a result of that point so the Armitages get taken out the bloody the um we find out at the end of us spoilers for us, that uh, it turns out that, you know, there is no difference between us and them. And it was all, you know, it was all in your own head. Yeah. And th- th- you know, there's a, there's a real like <clears throat> point at the end. Whereas with this one, it was just a case of, yes, she got the shot. And the then the a-
1: third fil- Jordan Peele says, note to your expectations, the director's third film signals that he might've moved on from socio political horror.
0: Okay. But
1: yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, this is a, this is a long, long article, but that was just, an excerpt from it yeah. But, yeah you're saying like the like especially where well, yeah going like the inversion of the body snatcher tropes on the underlying racism of the Obama era wealthy white liberals who know the all the allied lingo followed up with us which pumped the stakes of scale with a dense naughty movie about class in America beyond the structures of race to test the foundations of a country um oh no this is like a Talking about
0: that, but. but yeah, I, I guess the, the closer they come to the, the the sort of the hammer blow at the end, it's just the fact that she gets the shot, and then the people turning up are the media. Yeah, it's a bunch of news cameras. It's not the police. Yeah. It's not that. Like I don't know. Like you laughed at one point when she went through the police lines, like you know, when she the <clears throat> police tape, and as she she burst through it, and then it became like yeah, it was like attached to her, and then yeah. fluttering about. Will be was there? A- oh, it's
1: because I knew it was going to be the balloon. All right. Yeah. Because I saw the balloon <coughs> early on and I was like, that's too big to not be a thing that's coming back.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And I was like, I'm just going to metaphorically put a pin in that because
0: yeah.
1: I know that's something we're coming back to. Yeah. And then as soon as I saw her go towards the thing, I was, that's when I laughed because I was like, yeah. fuck it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's a great, yeah, there's some great imagery and stuff in this. Like I love the whole thing with the cloud. Um, like when they make that discovery on the video where it's like all the clouds moving as they would normally and there's one that just for si- one. sits there. How static. can
1: you make a cloud scary? <laughs> Put it in a Jordan Peele film. Jordan
0: Peele did it. Like and I said to you earlier, I found myself doing that today, just looking, yeah. at, <laughs> like looking at the clouds as I'm driving. Just like, yeah, he's yeah, fucking, he's, he's yeah. <clears throat> but it was,
1: and then you think about the marketing as well. You're looking at all the promo shots and everybody's looking up. Yeah. And it's that like really again it sort of turns the tables on its head because with all superhero film all all superhero films all films are either looking down the camera or slightly yeah. off camera yeah. but you can always see the full, full profile of their super hollywood handsome faces yeah. and like like any actor or actress is going to have the super handsome shot in the in the poster unless you're John Boyega in one of the star wars films and then they cut you out of it completely or shrink you right down and put you in the corner cuz only in, China. only in China oh, yeah because the graphic designers that did that are terrible people who made people that made that decision but um, but yeah there's a lot and like you say look, that reactive point that the whole thing is about getting the shot the next thing the media's arrived you know so where is so they won the race to get the shot
0: yeah but then it's like
1: they got the Oprah shot so they've succeeded in that. their lo-fi way
0: yeah, but even have they like? Would people still call that fake? Yeah, like we don't know because the film just ends. Yeah. So
1: one one thing <coughs> that I did want to uh, go back to, which I think is really going to be better on repeat viewings, mm. is the opening credits of the film. When you go back and watch it again, and you realise what you are doing, is yeah, it's going to be like yeah. Because I realised that as I was like, as I finished the film, I was like, "Oh, that was really good." And then I was like, "I like the start," and I, but I love that shot that's yeah, going it's over. It's the square. It's the it? eye. It's, it's that, it, and, and, it it? and you realise, and you realise as you as when you think back that you've been staring at that eye, yeah, the whole time.
0: Well, are you, are you staring at the eye, or are you staring at what it's looking at? I can't remember now. I need to, Yeah, I need to see again.
1: Well, yeah, because it's not because it's it's that shot that you see. Mm. so it's looking down the whole time yeah or or for what we understand it's always looking down so when you look up at it and you make eye contact yeah it reacts like an octopus a snake a dog a cat a pred- yeah. any other predator like it you make eye contact and it sees it as confrontation yeah so but yeah when you see that like that thing over the opening credits is like a masterful stroke for yeah. me like I thought it was fucking amazing I do want to step because I noticed that the credits like changed. So they went from orange and then they were like changing like through the yeah, color spectrum. I don't know what that was all about. But I don't know. But that I, seemed, like, that's, I,
0: I remember. That. Yeah. Cause we sort of thought, oh, is there a post credits type thing? And there isn't. I'd looked it up, but it did seem other that. Yeah. That seemed an odd choice to have it on a orange.
1: back. Yeah. back I mean, home. it might be a, it might be a filmic thing. It might be a, Damn an old fashioned, it might be like an homage to, you know, yeah. a horror director from somewhere or, yeah. You know, it might have been how the fucking credits for the the day after tomorrow or you know, the day the yeah, yeah. still or something like that.
0: Day after tomorrow, what Dennis Quaid? Yeah. <laughs> I
1: forgot about that one. That's that's what you get when you confuse the bad film with a great film. Yeah. Or um, a bad film with a bad film. If yeah. you're looking at the Keanu Remi- Reeves remake.
0: Oh dear. Bad. Anyway. I think we've said um all I we think want we to said say. That it's been been six hours (laughs) yeah we said a lot Um, like I said there's loads to be talked about with this movie it's really it's really interesting and that's why we love doing like podcasts on these on these kind of movies because they're really meaty and you really want to get into them yeah Um, so yeah as I said before the spoilers go and check it out if you're a John Peel hopefully you have if you're listening to the spoilers bit now because we would have ruined it Um, but yeah go (laughs) seek it out um, and see what you think Um, and we will be back for the next episode not quite sure what it's going to be um there's a few things coming out. There's yeah. um I think Idris Elba is fighting a lion. Fucking hell. We can watch that. We could. Hey, look, we've got to keep the world open, man. We got keep, yeah, we well, do. We do. Yeah, for um, anyone support, that's listening, Go to Cineworld. Yeah, support your local world in particular because they're being they're potentially getting going bankrupt. Um, going bankrupt. Um so yeah, we'll go and try and see something next week or maybe or catch them up on something on streaming or whatever it happens to be. Yeah um and we'll get back for another episode but we're going to try and keep this up and running now that we've we've managed to get a couple down in the last week or so um so thank you guys for listening thanks for joining us back here and doing this again um and we'll see you on whatever the next one is
1: yeah bye everyone see you soon
0: Bye.